welcome to the Daily Roto Podcast. Of course, DailyRoto.com, the home where everybody likes to hang out that has daily fantasies. You have none other than Drew Dinkmeyer, Mike Leone, and Adel Hummel creating the greatest site ever known to man. Play Daily Fantasy. We're going to get you ready for tomorrow, Thursday's big action in Daily Fantasy Baseball. But first, let's discuss how it's going tonight. I welcome to the show Mike Florio. That's right, Mike Florio from Is Mike Lying, which you can hear on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio on Thursdays as part of the Fantasy Funhouse 9 to 11. What's going on, Mike? Nothing. Uh, just watching uh, the Mets, hoping they can pull off this comeback. A big comeback now from uh, Daily Fantasy. I'm having a very good night. It's not over yet, but uh, it looks like I'll be staying up late tonight to uh, root my team's home. As uh, I am being led tonight by Danny Espinosa, Nelson Cruz, and the Arizona Diamondbacks just put up some big numbers in the first inning for me. And uh, I had Garrett Cole tonight. Oh, wow, that. that... That worked out really well. It looked a little shaky in the first inning, but he oh, really yeah. settled in. <laughs> it really looked <laughs> shaky in the first inning, and that's how you never know. And it's interesting. I just saw a tweet from uh, a guy. We had some phone calls today on the SiriusXM show where some guy wanted to trade uh, Andrew McCutcheon for two garbage cans, and uh, we basically talked him out of it and told him he was crazy and he just needed to relax. And Andrew McCutcheon delivering tonight with a triple and two RBIs. Was he uh, was he blaming the hair? Uh, he was blaming his knee, and we had Will Carroll on of FanDuel, and Will uh, basically said the knee situation uh, is is not as bad as as people think it's uh, it's going to be, and there's probably really nothing to do with it. Uh, there'll be good days and bad days, but it shouldn't be bothering him terribly. Right, yeah, I'm just waiting for uh, people to start tweeting him or something to grow his hair back. Yeah, he might he might go that he might go that route. I think that uh he I like it. I like it without the dreads. I'm a big fan of the non dread Andrew McCutcheon. Uh I actually like the dread look better, personally. Have you thought about going with the dread look yourself? I don't think it's possible. Oh I, my <laughs> mommy my mommy told me when I was a kid you can be anything you wanna be. Uh I don't I don't I don't think she thought you would want to grow dreads one day. Also, anything except dreads. So we got big action coming up tomorrow. Of course, we got a couple of afternoon games to screw everything up, uh, but we'll see how that goes. A lot of the sites were offering uh, all-day slates today, so if you guys play in that, I uh, can cover it. The first game, Philadelphia and St. Louis, has a seven-and-a-half total, and Tim Cooney will be in their rotation replacing Adam Wainwright and David Buchanan in this one. Tim Cooney getting the start in a 155 favorite in this one. Yeah, I'm not going to be using him tomorrow. We don't know too much about him. We haven't really seen anything from this kid yet. I I wouldn't trust him in a day, especially in a one-pitcher format. The craziest thing is he's actually the biggest favorite on the board. So that's an indictment. I mean, that's just an indictment on the Philadelphia Phillies offense. Yeah, it is. And on uh, Buchanan as well. Yeah, so David Buchanan, you look at uh, Buchanan, uh, you're looking at some of the St. Louis hitters to throw in your lineup. Uh, will, tonight will be a night we see Matt Holiday going at it for you? 
Yeah, righties are really successful against uh, Buchanan. So, you know, you could get guys in like Holiday, uh, Johnny Peralta if you want at short. Those are guys that you should be looking to play if you're playing in the day slate with uh, limited options. You know what's crazy about Johnny Peralta? He, he's actually really underpriced because when you go and you look for uh, some of the sites, how cheap he is, it's always the shortstop position to me is you go Troy Tulowitzki or you go cheap. That's how I basically handle it, right? So tonight I use Danny Espinosa, and I'm sure there are people out there going, how do you use Danny Espinosa? What does he know? What are you going to do? Well, when you get down and you fill your last roster spot, I think it's imperative that someone has a quality that could actually do something. And Danny Espinosa is a huge strikeout guy. But it wasn't too long ago, three, four years ago, when a guy was a 20-home run, 20-stolen base guy. He has that ability. And like Dan Uggler, it just all of a sudden fell off. So when you're talking about 2,600 on DraftKings and you're trying to fill in your last guy, you got to make sure he has the ability to go out of the park. So as good as a guy like Hechevarria is uh, playing for Miami Marlins, I'll always go with a Danny Espinosa over a guy like that who has no ability to get the ball out of the ballpark. No, I agree because all it takes is one big swing then, and he's a great value play where someone like Hechevarria, uh, yeah, I can't say his name very good, but uh, someone like him, where he had to, you know, get on base a couple times to to match that one swing. Yeah, and, and that's the whole thing. When they got to put together multiple hits to get that done, uh, it sort of infringes on you there. So the right-handed bats will come into play for St. Louis against David Buchanan, who has problems with the right-handed bats. Now we got two guys that have not pitched well going at each other in New York tomorrow night. Steven Strasburg and Jacob DeGroom face each other. DeGroom got lit up by the New York Yankees. Steven Strasburg got lit up by the Marlins. Let me ask you your thoughts on this. Um, over his career, Strasburg has a over five ERA against the Marlins. Do you take any track record in that? Yeah, I do, actually. Uh I'm, I'm a Mets fan, obviously. I know he has struggled against them. I was actually at game where everyone chanted Harvey better at him. And it's not, I mean, yeah, he struggles against the Mets, but he also struggles on the road. And especially this year with a 7.15 ERA on the road, where lefties on the road are really crushing him. So I'm staying away from Strasburg tomorrow. He's the second most expensive pitcher at night. And he just has some of these outings sometimes where it makes you scratch your head and his end-of-the-year numbers will be good, but from a start-to-start basis, he's not the most consistent pitcher. So he's a guy I actually don't like to use often in daily. The only problem is he, I agree with you. He's the most expensive, and maybe the Mets is a bad matchup. But unfortunately, he's the most talented pitcher by far on this night. Like, it isn't even close. I would guess the second guy that is out here, uh, well, Chris Sale will, will pitch tomorrow too. Uh, with that whole rotation being changed because of the game. So Chris Sale will be in there, and he gets Minnesota. So he's the top guy. Uh, but other than that, you had uh, Garrett Richards. Yeah, we all know I'm a I'm a huge Garrett Richards fan. I like him a lot. And he's, uh, last year he was better on the road than he was at home, and he goes to Oakland, a great pitcher's ballpark. If, if he's in those – Slates as Strasburg, I know on some he's only in the day slate, but if you're playing an all day or something, I'd rather pay for Richards. All right. If you're playing an all day slate, would you rather play for Richards against Oakland or would you rather pay for Chris Sale against Minnesota? 
Chris Sale, just because Minnesota, their lineup is dreadful. Today was an amazing game between Detroit and Minnesota. I needed an abacus to keep track of the points. <laughs> and going back to uh, to that Mets game uh, for Degrom, his uh, his Ks are actually down on the year, but so are his walks. But lefties are crushing him, hitting three ninety six and slugging five seventy seven, and he's throwing his fastball more often than last year. And we all know Bryce Harper can crush a fastball, so he's an interesting play for me tomorrow. All right, let me ask you a question. This is this is daily fantasy. Do you knowing Bryce Hopper crushes lefties, know the guy's featuring a fastball, do you get go against your favorite team and play Bryce Hopper tomorrow? I just might. It's it's always hard to go against your favorite team daily because then I mean it's not like it's a weekly league you'd be like, Oh, I hope he has a bad game and he plays well over the weekend or something like it it's hard to do but I just for the right price I just might get uh get Bryce into some of my lineups tomorrow. Yeah, because maybe then you could purchase a girlfriend for the weekend. <laughs> if if I win uh, enough money, maybe. Yeah, it's, I think it's way better to purchase them and then try to acquire like a free one. Uh, it, it rules out all the expectations. Uh, sometimes you get what you pay for. I I can't really say I have experience on the matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, try and let me know. Uh, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Mike Leake and Shelby Miller go at it. Uh, Shelby Miller, I, I talked about this. Now, I'm a guy uh, on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. I told oh, oh, everyone that I really love Shelby Miller coming into the year and and pick him. But i got to tell you, he's not pitching as good as it's, it seems like he's pitching. His, his K per nine is at six. His walk rate's almost four. That leads up to some disaster happening. Now, it's only April, and the velocity's down a little I think he could all correct himself, and I'm not giving up on Shelby Miller. I'm just saying that people need to look bigger into the numbers, and he's not pitching as good as it seems. No, I agree. But the one thing uh, he has done is he's really changed his arsenal a bit this year, so maybe that's why he's fooling hitters at a little bit more of a rate than you would expect with that walk rate and the low K rate. He's thrown his cutter more and his two-seam fastball a lot more. Well, I just saw for the first time today that Danny Zalazar uh, hitting Alcides Escobar in the head with a pitch. Uh, that one absolutely had to hurt, but no broken bones, and he looks like he could play on Thursday, it appears, for Escobar. What's your thoughts when you look at uh, crazy Danny Salazar? Because he's uh, he's the guy that I, I love to have in all my lineups. I got him on like all my yearly league teams. I thought he was a guy that could end up putting up uh, Corey Kluber numbers. I'm surprised the Royals didn't have any fights today about this whole situation. Yeah, I mean, Trevor Bauer probably didn't bring out his boxing gloves today. But uh, Danny Salazar is a guy I actually like more in a yearly league, I think, because he's going to have starts where he's awesome. But he's going to also, I think, like, consistency is his issue right now. And he's going to have a start like today where in daily it's just not going to get the job done. I was shocked today how many people use Freddie Freeman and A.J. Pruszynski. And it worked, and it came through. But has Jordan Zimmerman gone that far downhill that people were trying to pick on him today when I thought there was a ton of quality, cheap players that I used Felix Hernandez and Garrett Cole tonight, and I still fit Nelson Cruz, Paul Goldschmidt in my offensive lineup? Yeah, I mean, the numbers all like, 
I don't know what's wrong with Zimmerman right now. His K's are down. His walks are up. Uh, his ERA is really high, but his FIP is still pretty high. So, like, he's not pitching well, but I still didn't think he'd be a guy people picked on. But in Zimmerman's defense, he did have a three RBI single against uh, Alex Wood. It's the Daily Roto Podcast with Mike Florio, Tony Cicada. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back here on Daily Roto. Of course, you can also watch us on the Fantasy Sports Network Monday through Friday at 1.30 Eastern Fantasy Sports Network. You can get on the Roku player, go to FantasySportsNetwork.com, or go Cablevision in your area, see if they have it. And if they don't have it, call them up, complain, tell them you get it, and if it, tell them you're going to move. Tell them you're going to move if you don't get it. Get all fired up about it. Stay tuned for more. Daily Roto, when we come back, we'll break down more action in Thursday's games. Welcome back to Daily Roto with Mike Flora, Tony Sincata. We're breaking down Thursday's action in Daily Fantasy Baseball. You know what's so crazy is that uh, my day team stunk so bad today um, that... Uh, I gave up on the day games, but those 6 o'clock games were in the middle of nowhere. And because I didn't play from a daily fantasy perspective, I just actually saw what the heck the uh, was going on. Jason Kipnis finally hit a home run. We gave some advice on Jason Kipnis today. I, can I just say I hate those 6 o'clock games because they're not in the day <laughs> slate, they're not in the night slate. Like, I know. What are they, what are they doing? Now, but it's so crazy because now I really realize about my life. Like, I grew up a sports fan, then I found fantasy, and then you're in the season-long leagues. Like, now, there's two games that I don't even know what happened in because they were not involved in the day slate or the night slate. Like, the Boston Red Sox and my team growing up, they were a fan of, I don't even know. I know they were up 3-1 to one at one point. I have no idea what happened in that game. Yeah, they won, but... I only check those games for my yearly leagues. For if I was just playing daily or something, I I wouldn't have checked those either. Six o'clock is it I, just doesn't make sense to me. I do all my preparation for the day, uh, the next day, the night before, because I'm on the air at nine o'clock in the morning. and We have this podcast, so I, I'm already while well, the games are being played, working on the next day. So it's a crazy life. And I have you know a couple TVs on, and I got the updates. But I have the updates of guys that I'm playing on. Like right now, I have the Arizona Colorado game in because I have a whole bunch of Arizona guys uh, there. So I've got that up in the forefront, and I'm watching that. And I have the MLB channel on one TV, and then I'm going to watch. Uh, I have Pittsburgh and Chicago because of Garrett Cole uh, there. So it's so crazy that uh, from a sports fan, the way fantasy sports changes how you root for things. Yeah, I gotta get on that multi TV thing. I'm just the uh, I'm the guy who's constantly backing out of games to check to quickly get to a another game while my guy's still at bat. Only only tell, one TV. Tell, tell Scott Angle you need a raise. See how that goes. All right. <laughs> let him know, let him know I okayed it. All right, I'll tell him Tony okayed my raise. There you go. Uh, we have the Los Angeles Aids, Angels in Oakland going out of Garrett Richards, Jesse Chavez. Seven and a half. I got to be honest. Rich is a, a guy I like. I like Chavez a little better because of the price and his strikeout potential against an Angels lineup that I'm not in love with. Oakland's offense has been a top three offense this year, but from a fantasy perspective, there ain't a single guy I like on that team. But yet, they put it together every night. It's a different guy every night. 
And Chavez is a guy that's underrated. We remember last year the start he had to the season where he just crushed people and was striking people out at outrageous amounts. Yeah, he was lights out in the first half last year. Yeah, but the one bad thing about him getting put in the rotation is uh, you can't, you know, stack up against Kendall Graveman anymore. <laughs> it's always a positive and negative to everything, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> When you look at this one from an offensive perspective, I don't see I don't see either a team having guys that you want to attack these pitchers with. That being said, I think both these guys are in play. If you go with Chris Sale and then as a second pitcher, I think you pay up for one of these two guys. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But if you're playing in like a, a day slate, you might just want to you know pay up for both of these pitchers and hope it's just a low scoring totally game. I totally agree. If you're playing a day slate only and you have David Buchanan and Tim Cooney in the other game, just pay up and root for the under in this game. Uh, the total started out at 8. It's down to 7.5. Uh, the Angels are a slight favorite, 109. Uh, I would absolutely, I, I totally agree with you. That's the way to attack if it's day slate only. Yeah, and then just use a bunch of like Cardinals and maybe even Philly sitters. Uh, I go that route, and I, I like that. It was a good call on your part. Toronto and Cleveland, you got an eight total. T.J. House, who is absolutely brutal, and Daniel Norris, a battle of left-handers here. Anytime you see a left-hander and you play Toronto, Josh Donaldson needs to be in your lineup every time. Like, there's certain rules that I go by. That's one of them. Yeah, and I'm not just stopping with Donaldson tomorrow. The, I'm going to be stacking the Blue Jays pretty much everywhere. Less like you said, uh, righties are killing house on the year. Oh, my and, God. Uh, He's terrible. They've 13, I know it's only 7.2 innings pitched against right-handed batters this year, but 13 runs. He doesn't strike anyone out. He's walking everyone. I'll be throwing in Batista, Donaldson, Encarnacion. I'll have probably a couple of uh, Russell Martin and Devon Travis stops. So I'm going to be stacking against him tomorrow. If you look at it, there's not a lot of great pitching on the slate tomorrow, but there's no bad pitching, with the exception of uh, T.J. House and David Buchanan. We don't know anything about Tim Cooney at the major league level, so I'm going to give him a pass. David Buchanan's a guy that's absolutely been struggling, and we look at it, and T.J. House is the other guy. Trevor May, who's a guy not very great tracker, actually pitched pretty well this year. Yeah, there's not that makes the stack even more appealing. Where there's no other game where you look at it and you're like, I need to get some of these hitters in my lineup. So, I'm gonna be throwing out a ton of Blue Jays tomorrow. There you go. He's going north of the border. It's Tony Sincata, <laughs> Mike Florio, and this is the Daily Roto Podcast. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna finish the slate off and give you some love. We're talking Chris Sale next. Welcome back to the Daily Roto Podcast. Mike Florio, Tony Sincata here talking Daily Roto and getting you ready for Thursday, April 30th. And I faded Zach Greinke tonight, and I'm hoping the Giants can pull one together. Uh, but Zach Greinke has two strikeouts in the first inning already. He did put a couple people on base. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, other than Buster Posey continues with a hit. I believe Guerrero's out of this game again tonight. 
I uh, I don't know what they're doing with him. I think John Madden enjoys being that guy. He's that guy. Yeah, I mean, remember last year when he wanted to bench Puig? Like, he just likes to be the guy that the fantasy community hates. <laughs> uh, Chicago White Sox, uh, Chris Sale, Trevor May. Uh, of course, this is a ballpark in Minnesota. That's a good pitcher's ballpark. Uh, so, it's going to look at this one. May is a guy you could take advantage of. I think the way we have it set up is you have Chris Sale in there and you go with uh, someone in this Garrett Richards-Chavez game or you go up to Steven Strasburg Strasburg, or Jacob deGrom in that one and then you load up with cheap hitters. Uh, With this game, with Trevor May, would you go some of the cheap White Sox? Yeah, you could. I'm probably not going to be investing too much into the White Sox since I'm going to have a lot of Blue Jays, but in the spots where I have holes, I might look to if the White Sox are cheap, uh, you know, I might plug one or two in. Brian Dozier, Trevor Plouffe have had success against left-handed pitching, and I don't care when it's a guy like Chris Sale, right? You don't attack that? No. I think Chris Sale is, uh, he's going to be top. I mean, obviously he costs the most. He's going to be owned in a lot of leagues, but if you could find a way to get him in your lineup, I would. I'm not dreadful of the Twins lineup, really. I mean, afraid of them at all. They were 20. I know they exploded today for seven runs, but they were 26 in the league coming into today in runs. So I'm not afraid of them. Uh, San Francisco did get to uh, Zach Cranky to score to run in the first inning and still have a couple runners threatening. So it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. You got Seattle in Houston, James Paxton, Scott Feldman. Now Houston's on a roll. But here's the problem. They're still striking out a ton. Like, they're doubles in, in strikeouts. That's all that was in that lineup. Uh, you saw Tyson Ross strike out the most he struck out in his career and then let a four run still. Andrew Casher today, I think he had six strikeouts by the third inning. They're, but they're putting up runs against people. How do you attack this? Tomorrow, I, I don't think you do because Paxton, not only is he struggling – this year, but on the road last year, he was bad. So, and his ERA on the road this year is 7.11. That's not something you really want to mess with. Uh, I'm avoiding him. And, and I, he's a lefty. Righties are hitting well off of him this year with four home runs. If you, you try to plug in a Gaddis or a Carter and hope they go deep. Yeah, Jesse Hahn got the start tonight. He's let up two runs in the first inning. I told people on the Sirius XM show you couldn't pitch him tonight. Uh, because he was coming off that blister, and I thought you would take a chance of uh, a guy being uh, taken out of the game if something flared up there, or, or maybe if he was ineffective. Uh, so I hope people uh, did not use Jesse Hahn tonight because it didn't get off to a good start. Scott Feldman goes against Seattle here. The total's eight and a half. Uh, good ballpark in Houston. I think I would have some hitters in this game uh, across my lineup. Yeah, I think I'm going to be plugging in uh, Nelson Cruz tomorrow as well because righties are hitting well off the Feldman, especially in Houston. And uh, at home, righties this year against Feldman have four home runs. They're hitting 400, and they're slugging 833. I know it's a small sample size, but Nelson Cruz, is uh, he's on fire, and he's a guy you – if you're going to bet on anyone to hit a home run, he's as safe as better than he. So uh, he's a guy I like tomorrow. Wow, there might have been one of the best catches I've ever seen 
of robbing a home run because he did it so nonchalantly tonight. Uh, definitely check out Kevin Pillar if you wake up in the morning and you want to uh, YouTube it. Kevin Pillar, he like did one step on the wall, got over the wall, took the ball out of the air, and said, "Here you go, good night." <laughs> I just saw that too. Actually, it's that was pretty amazing. And then the last game of the night: Detroit, Kansas City. Alfredo Simon, Danny Duffy. All right, two pitcher sites. I think it'll be a big mistake tomorrow night to go with Alfredo Simon. Two reasons: Kansas City doesn't strike out. Alfredo Simon doesn't strike anyone out. Don't be fooled by that 4-0 record and elevated price tag in Daily Fantasy. I don't think this is the night to go and take a look at, at Alfredo Simon. Yeah, that's fine. But I also don't think it's a night where you use uh, righties in the, the Royals lineup. They're, they're only hitting zero four six against him. And on the road, I mean, he'll be on the road tomorrow. They're hitting point zero six three, So... I think you you bench uh, you don't go with any righty hitters in the Royals lineup. And then I'm not I'm not going to jump against Danny Duffy, but I got to be honest. If you have money, Miguel Cabrera can go against anybody. Yeah, and righties are hitting well against Duffy, and I know it's a very again we're working with small sample sizes here, but he's struggling uh, at home so far this year, so. If you have anyone in that lineup from, uh, you know, Cabrera to the Martinez to Cespedes, could be that could be the best, you know, three through six in the order, in the league. So they're all kind of a safe bet, I would say. I got Paul Goldschmidt in my lineup tonight, and it's great that he's two for two. But I didn't I didn't put him in my lineup for singles. He did steal a base though, right? Oh, he did. My 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 TV coverage is a little slower than yours. Oh no! In the first inning, you're talking about. Yeah. That was Ender and Sate, but unless they gave him credit as a double steal, if they did, uh, I'm going to thank the scorer for being generous. Well, uh, they did give him a stolen base. Oh, that's that. I didn't even know. I'm the luckiest man in the world. Then. <laughs> because uh, basically, look happy. basically, what uh, he didn't he didn't pitch that good tonight. Felix was not the guy no, there, and, and I paid up for him. And uh, I think uh, most of the population did as we all jumped on there. But, uh, you know, in two-pitcher sites, Garrett Cole, help me out. What do you prefer? Do you prefer one-pitcher sites or two-pitcher sites? I mostly play on DraftKings, so I'm going to say two-pitcher sites. That I think would, it's, uh, act- it's harder. Because at yes. one-pitcher site, you could just throw out an ace and then you're set. Right. And then if he lets up three runs in the first inning, you go to bed early. Uh, but with a two-pitcher site, you still have you still have an opportunity uh, to get it done. And it's it's really hard on two-pitcher sites to throw out. You know, like tomorrow, you're not going to see anyone. I don't think so, at least with like Sale and Strasburg. So you need to decide which ace you think is going to have the better game, and then find the number two. Do you go a cheap option or you know a middle of the round guy? Like, so I think it's more strategy in two-pitcher sites. You know, it's interesting if if Strasburg. Let's just take it. If Strasburg was pitching like Steven Strasburg that we expected, and I was playing in a cash game, I would use them both. And I could get enough hitters that I believe that would be able to, in my roster and just put the pressure on in the uh, 50-50 or a head-to-head game on the opponent to have a good game uh, because there's no great offensive environments. Like, you can't do that strategy when it's a game at Coors Field 
because all of a, you know people will load up there and all you need as good as those, those two pitches are. One guy hits the ball in the park is usually you know 14 points, so it adds up pretty quick. But when I look at these games, there's not going to be a lot of hitting tomorrow. I would use both those pitches if. I wasn't worried about Strasburg and the way he's gone this year. I think in some days you can pull that off. Yeah, but it's, I think it's it's harder because, I mean, someone like you, obviously you could find, you know, the, the cheap hitting value, but your average player, I think they may have a harder time doing that successfully. We all enjoy success. It's a Mike Florio. He is success. You look at his success in the Webster's Dictionary. His picture's right next to it. Mike, thanks for joining us. I'm looking forward tomorrow to uh, answering your great questions right there on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. A little switch up in the times tomorrow. Mike will be joining us at 10.30 instead of 9.30 tomorrow. Yeah, get, uh, get a little bit more sleeping maybe. <laughs> yeah, you got uh, you got bumped for like a movie star. Uh, it's not the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the Daily Roto Podcast will be back tomorrow, every Monday through Friday. You can check out the podcast over at dailyroto.com. And, of course, thanks to the Fantasy Sports Network for taking care of us and putting us on this great station. And we're out of here. 